1984 by George Orwell, part two, chapters one through three. This section I want to focus on love. Does Winston know what love is? What would be an experience with love? How could he understand love? Or is love something that is universal, is something that is natural, something that cannot be harnessed, cannot be restrained, cannot be altered by any sort of government rules or regulations? Is it something that is just so natural it cannot really truly be contained? And as you look at Winston and Julia in this section, you have to ask yourself, when she says that she loves him in that note that she passes him, what does that mean to Winston? What does that mean to Julia? Because ultimately what we see here is that Winston is lacking and he is deficient. He is an incomplete person because of the way he has been raised in this restrictive society where being an incomplete person is the most likely way to succeed, to not ask questions, to do your job, to support Big Brother. And what we are seeing through Julia is that Julia is bringing to light all the ways that he is lacking, all the things that make his life incomplete, and she is not going to make him whole. If anything, she's going to point out all the ways that his life is short of what we would consider humanness. I think making the argument that Winston is living a subhuman life is easy. I think making the argument that Winston himself is subhuman is still on the table. And that the experiences that he has gone through have cultivated who he is. And the essential essence of what it means to be human, he lacks the majority of those experiences, those skills, and those basically individualized resources. So we look at him and compare him to Julia. Julia seems much more like a complete person. And even in the end, when we get to chapter three in this section, where they're talking about whether or not they are living or they are dying, Winston seems to believe that they are dying. And that in many ways they are already dead. Where Julie, on the other hand, believes that any act where she gets to go around and circumvent the, lo- the ideas and the rules and the structure of Big Brother is living. And she feels very much alive where Winston constantly is feeling like he is already dead. And if we look at that and we pull it back even further, a lot of this is connected to the idea of weaponizing the resources you have. Julia has gone out of her way to weaponize her sexuality. It's something that she can take ownership of. It's something that she can feel like she has control over. That no matter what happens with Big Brother, Big Brother cannot make this or take this away from her, even though they have tried systematically. And in the structures of the society of 1984, we know the family unit has been completely deconstructed, that, that sexuality has become something that is not only a negative, the idea of lust has almost been removed from society in a way that it's not even promoted uh, in any way, shape, or form. Beyond the idea of having children, whereas we see lust has been taken out of that. It's simply something that needs to be done to create children. 
So as we consider this, Julia uses sex as a political act. It's her way of getting back at Big Brother. And we have that scene where Winston becomes informed that Julia has done this hundreds of times or maybe not hundreds of times as they first discuss. She kind of walks that back. But when she says it, he likes this idea because she is representing a type of person that Winston himself wishes he was, that he too could have found a way to strike back at the government while still feeling like he has control over himself. But because Winston, for some reason, is lacking mentally and is incomplete, he cannot figure out a way to get to that next step, but Julia has. And while it might be easy and lazy to point the finger at Julia for her behavior, it's not really a great way to look at her character. There's incredible strength in how she acts, how she behaves, and the choices she makes are her own, and that's what is important. So in many ways, judging Julia for the amount of people that she says that she has slept with is missing the point of the act itself and what is behind it. Seeking enjoyment in 1984, we already talked about this idea of what is hope in 1984, but understanding what love is in many ways is just not the way we're going to look at it in our own lives, in our, in our world today. Love in 1984 is just basic human contact, contact outside of the restraints of Big Brother's society. Not being told what to do and how to do it. Instead, it is just human emotion being expressed, which gets us back, gets us back to that point of whether or not love is something that is 100% natural, that cannot be controlled or contained. So if everything in this society doesn't have true emotion, and all the emotions expressed cannot be pure because everything is mixed up with fear and hatred, then even the moments between Winston and Julia where Winston seemingly has a little bit more life to him. And what we're talking about here is that this affair, we'll call it an affair, is allowing Winston to feel like he exists. It's not just another part of his day. It's something new. The sneaking around is even exciting. But the outlook is different. And Julia is able to see this as a political act. It's mixed with fear and hatred, but it makes her feel alive. Or on the flip side of that, we have Winston who sees this as, as basically a step before death. I think it's important that as we consider what love is in this text... We have to ex- consistently consider the experiences that these characters have had. Are we seeing family units? We're not. Are we seeing friendship? Not really. Are we seeing things that in many ways matter to the characters? What matters? Is it day in, day out survival? When you can compare Julia to Catherine, you see the fact that Catherine basically is no longer human. Her brain has been taken over completely by Big Brother rhetoric. And Julia is able to play that game where that is how she outwardly appears, but internally is able to separate herself. And as we talked about this, the, the information that Syme is gone, he's been vaporized, showcased the fact that because he himself was unable to control his own enjoyment 
in the deconstruction of society, he met his, the end. Julia is not publicly, publicly presenting herself in that way right now. And we have to assume once Winston rents his own secret meetup spot for them, that this is going to be at the beginning of the end for Winston and Julia, because there's no way that this is not going to turn out poorly in this dystopian situation that Winston's I'm dead mentality is going to drag Julia down with him. But this is the only way he's having to more or less rebel through Julia and follow her lead, which speaks to the last point I want to make today is that Winston is unable, whether it's mentally or emotionally to lash out. And he's a complete follower. He, he needs big brother to tell him what to do, how to feel, even if being told one way and feeling the opposite is how Winston's life is being cultivated. It's still the emotions are being presented to Winston. The actions that he takes, whether they're going against big brother or not, it's in response to something. There is no initiative on him for himself. So when Julia comes in the picture, she is breathing life into him but she's also providing a platform for him to follow. And that's what we need to focus on when we talk about the humanness or the lack of humanness of these characters, that Winston is completely unable to make any of his own decisions to the point where the only things he's feeling and thinking are either following along with what he's being told to feel and think or going against it. And that is important. While you might think, well, that's a decision being made, it's limiting choices down. It's boiling things down to this or that. There's no nuance there. And Julia is just allowing him another platform to be a follower. So as this continues to play out and we look at what love is and what sex is and what family is, and we get these shots of what's going on in the setting, in the plot, the sort of subplots with the subtle ideas of what life is like in this text, with the prisoners on the train being shipped off, with the influx of rhetoric being produced, with the constant state of being in the present does to a society with no history, we have to remember that a society of followers will ultimately cause a problem, not just for the individual, but for the inability for the society to move forward because they're always just in a state of now. We'll stop there. We'll pick this up next week as we move through the rest of the novel.